Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. It takes a minute. Okay, here we go. Now now say it. Thanks for listening to another edition of Tom Rants in the Summer. I'm your ranter, Tom. I'm joined by my colleagues Nate Smith and David Wood. How are you, fellas? Not not too Actually, shabby. It's not do- summer anymore, is it? I'm because doing well. It, we've settled down into fall, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. We've got the three it's, it's in the sixties today. <laughs> three weeks of Great weather. Nate, can I can I rant? I have a hundred topics. Can I rant about uh, the credential issue, or is that is what's that the credential issue? The the email you got about media oh. credentials. <laughs> oh, media credentials for the Cavs. Yeah. Why we will not yeah. be covering Cavs games. Yep. Uh, in person. Um, yep. I I. I guess you can. I mean, I don't know if anybody connected with the blog with K- the Cavs will listen to this, but yes. So go ahead. Well, I think it's nonsense. I think it's garbage <laughs> because if you were in the business of providing media credentials, um, the kinds of things you would want to know are professionalism and uh, longevity, um, you know, seriousness. Uh, and so if you look at Cavs, the blog, we've been around what, nine years. Um, we, without being audited or having, um, any oversight, we hold ourselves to a high standard of professionalism. Um, you know, we don't dabble in gossip or nonsense or all the things that, uh, an a sports professional sports team would be leery of. At the same time, we're not lackeys or lapdogs. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was I was very off-put when all the questions were, you know, around, like, around, like, site hits or, well, we only really 
he said uh, we only um, give media credentials to quote unquote blogs if they have a large enough reach. Like, well, what does that? I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> so, I, I, I was very annoyed with that. Um, well, and and I mean, how many years? How many years do you got to do something to a certain standard? What do we got to do this for? Fifty years, you know? Yeah. Well, so we I may not have approached the right person at, in the Cavs organization, but uh, from from the uh, the job descriptions, it appeared to be the right person, <laughs> but maybe it wasn't. Um, yeah. But yes, and and it's interesting given kind of the current state of Cavs media. You know, yeah. Um, we've got uh, Chris Fedor is now. Um, just graduated high school and is now the beat reporter for uh, the plane dealer slash cleveland.com. And then you've got Joe Varden has uh, apparently taken Dave Zavak's place at the, um, uh, what's the stupid name? The athletic. The athletic. And then, of course, Jason Lloyd is kind of their, the athletics uh, Cleveland bureau chief, I guess. it would. Wait, didn't Lloyd leave? No, he's just not the beat writer anymore. Oh, okay. He just okay. didn't want to travel, basically. Okay. Um. So, I mean, it it was kind of slim pickings over at uh, Old Cavs Media Day. Um. When you know Marla Ridenauer was there for the Beacon Journal, and you had Fedor and uh, and Varden, and that was like n- probably seventy five percent of the questions, and it yeah. was like. Okay, maybe maybe you guys want to mix this up a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, of course, I I was referred to multiple times to the content on Cavs dot com, which is all fine and good, but is also, you know, part of the problem with getting all your content from the the sports team that you're covering is you're going to right. get very milk toast. It's going to be plate. sanitized. Yeah. yeah, there will be no discussion. Yeah. Of how insane it is, how much oh, yeah. Ty Lue already likes Rodney Hood. They're certainly <laughs> not going to have a uh, you know three thousand word duels about Dan Gilbert, <laughs> or or um, you know why Kyrie Irving's defense is so terrible. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, exactly. this is our w- w- this is our uh, you know our our pity party here for Cavs the blog. So we we we've well, gotten aggravating. Well, it's not really a pity party. I mean, we don't we don't aggressively market ourselves. We don't no. try. We're not ambitious. We're not trying to make a career out of this. <laughs> Maybe you know that's what I mean? The problem is we're not. Well, ambitious. that might be, yeah. that might be the problem. Yeah. We're not looking to. We've never done advertising. Um, Although that is know. changing soon, we will have some ad. Well, yeah, coming because but... you've been paying hundreds of dollars a year for years now. Fitting had, the bills, not, not well, maybe I don't know. It's like, yeah, you can say it, but you know, it, it's not a pity party because it's not a big deal. It's just, it's just kind of aggravating. Like it's a Roddy Dangerfield. I get no respect, you know. Hey, I've literally made tens of dollars printing T-shirts in association with this. And they're with freaking awesome T-shirts. I was reading the Speaking back of, which, of the oh, yeah, T-shirt. I was reading the back of it, and I for I had forgotten about a lot of like the memes from that season. Oh, from and the... it was just. Yeah, two thousand. What was it? Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, it was so no, much fun. Fifteen was the memes. Yeah, was the one yep. we did the word cloud. Yeah, there's yeah, so many great cloud. stories yeah. that year. I know. Yeah, it but so my new idea for a T-shirt, 
Um, so do you guys realize this is the 10th anniversary season of Cavs the Blog? We're up to double yeah. digits. Can you yep. believe that, David? David, are you Real there? David. We might have lost David like 15 minutes ago when <laughs> I started ranting. I wouldn't actually know. David! Now we lost David. What the heck? Okay. So, yeah. 10th anniversary of Cavs the Blog. Um, pretty... He probably just went to drop a deuce, I bet. <laughs> like, <laughs> he came uh, back too quickly. He's like, I got to run to the bathroom. And he was back in seconds. I uh, felt like he did Okay. Finish. So, Stephen Hawking voice. David, I am here. The mic is being weird. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so David, David's boy. mic is cutting out. So, of course, technical difficulties on the Cavs the uh, Blog podcast. Um, but but what was I saying? Okay, yeah, tenth anniversary. So I was thinking of maybe a tenth anniversary T-shirt, and we could print the names of like every player that has Hello? been. Hey, he's back. David's back. All right, I'm back. My dad was on. back. All right, I, I clicked the. I thought the mute was the other button, but it wasn't. <laughs> and we wonder why we can't get credentialed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We our tech technical difficulties do crop up from time to time. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, on the credential thing, though, if the Browns keep doing good, we're going to be able to just afford like really good seats to the Cavs games because no one's going to watch them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Until January. Yeah. And who knows how good they'll be in January. Like, it's going to be an interesting season. Let's put it that way. I mean, we're going to push for the fourth seed, but. The fourth seed (laughs) of what? (laughs) Of the Eastern Conference. Mm, We shall see. So, um, and and that might lead to some uh, Tom Pestek flexing on John Wall. But before we get to. Oh, my God. Yes. Tom, so tenth anniversary of Cavs a blog, David. Um, when when did you start listening, following, reading? Uh, like two years before I was writing. So probably about would college you, time. Did you when start I, before LeBron? Yeah, I was in the dark days. Okay. Yeah. So you're a diehard. Yeah. So you've been here about half the time, probably. Yeah, definitely half the time because I was okay. still living in Chicago, so okay. at least five years. Wow, it's hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, wow, David. So, so I'm thinking. So, if we did a 10th anniversary T-shirt, I I was thinking every player who's been on the Cavs in that 10 years. Um, well, what, you got an idea for a 10th anniversary T-shirt? I have no idea, but I do like the idea of having all the players. Like, I want a t-shirt that has Smarto Samuels and Samir <laughs> Dan and Luke Herringody. Omri Caspi. Caspi Buttfingers. <laughs> what? Is the, you, oh, my gosh. So, for a while, people were calling him Caspi, like, A-word fingers on one of the Cavs blogs when he was on the team. Why? Because he... Because he just always dropped the ball. He was terrible oh. with the Cavs. He was so bad. Yeah. He didn't drop the ball more than Sasha Pavlovich did. Or or Omer Seek might be the least basketball talent. Not Omer Seek, uh, Semir Den might be the least basketball talented player I've ever watched on a basketball. Christian Ianga? Ooh, Christian Ianga was pretty good. Yeah, nice. that's a good one. That's a good one. Did you know who had the worst hands ever was Ben Wallace? Remember he had those little tiny hands <laughs> and he could never catch anything? Yeah, but he could cover uh he was one oh, of the Dwight Howard. Greatest, greatest defensive players of all time. Yeah. 
and we had Shaq. We did have Shaq. Yeah, we did have Shaq. Oh man, JJ Sixon. <laughs> JJ Hickson had terrible hands. He did. LeBron made JJ Hickson look good. That that honestly Jamal, might LeBron be made... one of his greatest accomplishments. The Cavs didn't trade JJ Hickson for Amari. That was like a sticking point, I think. Oh my yeah, god, that, David. You rant. just added another rant to my list. <laughs> they tried okay, we, to... we we cannot literally repeat this has Tom, been you've debunked. had this rant four times. I know. I feel like David just triggered me. Like everyone is trying to tonight. I don't know if I can handle uh, it. So yeah, so I'm I'm thinking that idea. If you got any ideas for, for a test. Literally on my tombstone, it's gonna say the Cavs did try to trade J.J. Hickson to the Phoenix Suns for Amari Stoudemire. You can just put that on my damn tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. And So let's talk about Manu Ginobili retiring. Um, do you guys think he's uh, <laughs> one of the greatest shooting guards of this generation? Like, Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. He ushered in the modern, like the modern NBA as we see it in like a classy way. Whoa. Keep he's, talking. I, I like where this found. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he he's a watchable version of James Harden. Like he takes nice. all my God, nice. He takes the oh, lawyer ball oh. tactics that James Harden's employing and makes it watchable. I don't know. There was a what? time before the axis of ego that I really <laughs> hated watching um, Manu Ginobili because oh, God, I there was a time he was the league's biggest flopper. Yeah, but uh, he he was, but it was new. Yeah, like, I, he was a flopper, but I didn't. It didn't bother me. I, I was I was a flo- I was okay with. I could look past flopping. Yeah. I still. He, I, can, I think I it helped because flopping. he had a great skill level. He yeah. busted the door open for that style of play, though. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, who knows if James Harden becomes James Harden without Manu? Because James Harden, you got to remember, started as a bench combo guard, and that's what Manu was for years and years and years. You know, a, a combo guard who could guard the three as well. So, whereas James Harden can't guard anybody, but <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, Manu. The the thing that always just was just brutal about Manu is was that left handed drive, but then he had that step back that was like. Six feet back, he would just jump back and drain yeah. that three, and it was like unstoppable. There was, yeah, and there were so few people that could actually make that shot. It was an unguardable shot. Yeah, because his first step was so deadly, and they always spaced the floor so well. So if you helped off anybody, they would they would score. You know, yeah, they yeah. have Bowen in the corner, and then they'd have uh, Danny Green or whomever, you know, or the a. Uh, the red mamba, no, the white mamba. Oh, you're talking my uh, Matt uh, Matt Bonner. Yeah, my, Matt Bonner was. Yeah, <laughs> he's the reason I tried Big Red Soda and realized <laughs> it's the grossest soda in America. <laughs> you know what the best soda in America is that's been discontinued? Jolt Cold. Sprite Re- Sprite Remix. I, oh, I thought it was the original Coke Zero. Sprite Remix was that the oh LeBron soda? No, it it was around the time LeBron came into the league. I used to pound oh, okay. it uh, in college, like my first couple years. What was the LeBron <laughs> soda from a couple years ago? Like the well, Sprite. LeBron, LeBron's been a Sprite guy. Yeah. No, but he He's had got the soda for a couple. He years. He had like a strawberry one, I think. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I must not have had that one. <laughs> <sighs> My dad bod's doing just fine without soda, so I can't <laughs> I can't overdo it. Yeah, well, I only do the diet soda, and, and apparently it's just as bad as regular soda. So, yeah, David and I were talking about the uh, occupational hazards of sitting in a desk all day. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to get a standing desk. Would oh, you yeah. believe that so I, have I can have knee pain on top of <laughs> on top of my ever expanding backside? I mean, David, do you even believe that someone as much of a get off my lawn? old geezer as me actually has a hip standing desk at work no i mean no if you uh, want people to get off your lawn you got to be able to get out of your chair and yell at them so yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right yeah. now, i won't sit on the yoga ball that's uh that's too ridiculous but i will stand you, at work you don't have a spinning desk so you can pedal no i don't <laughs> is that a real thing oh yeah oh i am trying to be more healthy though i really am and Nate, did I ever tell you about that like kind of B grade documentary I watched <laughs> years ago called Fathead? No, but <laughs> this sounds fantastic. Oh man! Okay, so you've seen Super Size Me, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This dude, uh, what's his name? Morgan Spurlock. Spurlock. Yeah. 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 So just imagine me in like 15 years, right? I'm a little overweight. My jokes aren't funny. I'm a dad. I work in tech. And I, you know, I'm I'm open to believing in you know government conspiracies from time to okay. time. So it's basically right. you now, but your hair is just all white. He, well, this guy's hair is actually <laughs> less white than mine, so that's just okay. because of the, who I am. But no, I'm so anyway, you in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. So this guy who's a who's a local like bar comedian, you know, no one knows who he is. He watches Super Size Me, and he gets pissed. He gets triggered. He thinks this whole premise is ridiculous. Um, so he goes out and makes his own movie. And he, I, it, it feels like he read Gary Taubes' book um, that was pretty popular called Good Calories, Bad Calories or something like that. And so he enlists all these doctors and other people. Some of them, you know, you could say maybe aren't the who's who of, you know, nutritionists, but enough people to sing in unison with him that everything that we've been told since like the sixties about nutrition is not only wrong, it's dangerous. It's led to crazy obesity and diabetes. Okay. Okay. So anyway, I saw this movie years ago and I was just totally captivated by it. And my favorite part of the movie, I mean, I, it was catnip for me, this guy talking about, Oh, some government, guy that wasn't even a scientist you know wrote some bs study and then advocated i mean it was just it was like tom pestat cat like oh yeah so i'm like oh so this is why we're (laughs) this is why everything's all effed up because some genius you know intellectual that didn't know what the hell he was talking about pushed all this policy on us right yes yes it had nothing to do with fat fast food or people sitting on their butts all day no right right (laughs) so so that reels me in but then these like B quality, like uh, I mean, it reminded me of um, uh, Schoolhouse. What, what was the uh, what was that thing we used to watch as kids that would After teach school us? School specials? No, 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 no. Schoolhouse like, Rock. That... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so just it was a bill on Capitol Hill. That one exactly. It was like that quality animation oh, showing geez. showing how uh, <laughs> Dino showing, like, DNA. <laughs> 
just showing like metabolic processes and <laughs> it gets into gl- the glycemic index and how you have how your insulin has to um you know ramp up so that you don't get poisoned from too much blood sugar too quickly and i'm just like wait i've never known any of this all <laughs> i was told growing up was buy lean cuisines and lean pockets, not hot pockets. It, it, that just... had nothing to do with the fact that you just like eat, lived just... 45 minutes from where Stouffer's is made. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Solon. So I'm sitting here thinking, I spent my whole life trying to eat like high-carb, low-fat diets, and I'm fat. I mean, and I work out all the time, and I'm still fat. What the heck? And so I'm watching this thing. So this guy decides to do what Morgan Spurlock did in a way. He decides to eat fast food every meal, every day for like a month. The difference is he doesn't drink like giant like sodas, uh, but he eats like, you know, Big Macs. He doesn't eat like salads. He eats fast food. And he goes to his doctor and gets his blood work done before and after. And at the end of this 30 days, he's lost 12 pounds. This is the other thing. The, the, one of the things that they, they make a point of to say in this documentary is that the lipid hypothesis is bunk, which, by the way, is probably true now. I mean, there's been enough studies to say that. But also <laughs> the idea of, like, calories in. Tom Pestek <laughs> is not a doctor and has no medical degrees. <laughs> no, I don't. That's right. Don't listen to anything I say. But listen to the I'm rant. not telling him not to listen. I'm just saying. No, no. no listen <laughs> don't to the rant. Us. That's but don't I'm take saying. any advice. Don't. I'm not even going to give any advice. So um, the other thing that, they, that he says is bunk, and this is a Gary Taubes thing, is that it's not calories in, calories out. It's not like, well, I ate 2,500 calories and I burned 2,300, so I have a net 2,000 calories that are just going to make me fat. Like that, according to this, documentary is all bs it has nothing to do with calories really so that was like what i thought that was i thought that was like a universal truth like calories in calories out that's going to determine my weight wait do you believe this or you don't believe this i well that's where i'm going david that's <laughs> all right, where I'm, all right. sorry all right. i'm just i need to so this whole time this person's trying to sell you a set of gutters <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so I finished watching this documentary years ago, and I'm just like, oh, my God, do people know about this? So my sister, who's a doctor, right, I send it to her. And I'm like, you got to watch this. And I start telling her on the phone about it, and she starts, you know, treating me like I'm some, you know, crazy tin hat person going off the deep end. And it's just like, no, that's wrong. The lipid hypothesis is real. And I'm like, if it's real, then blah, 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 blah. And I'm hitting her with all this stuff, and she's like, I went to medical with school. knowledge, Tom. Um, yeah she's like trust me and i'm just like i don't trust you so i'm just like sending her i'm I'm sending her articles and all this stuff so anyway at at a certain point she may have conceded that it's more complicated but she wasn't prepared to say yes the lipid hypothesis which the american heart association's been promoting forever and we've as a country been in the western world has been promoting since the 60s was bs she wasn't prepared to say that so here we are about nine ten years later um and what's all the rage now are you know paleo diets keto diets high fat like low carb diets and there are plenty of studies that at the very least will say there is no relationship between 
like high fat diets and an increase in heart disease. Like there are actually giant sites. There's a study that came out. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you here. A study that came out in 2006 that followed 48,000 women over it was like just a study that said people don't live as long with these high protein, high lipid diets. Okay. Now, there I you go. I don't. So they thus, say a the balanced of, diet, Tom, is so the this best. is rich in complex carbohydrates, right? And vegetables so this, and lean <laughs> meats. <laughs> so I'm all about I'm all about all of that. So here's here's my thing though. Here's my biggest problem, with the exception of maybe farmers and stofers executives, <laughs> right? The vast majority of Americans feel overweight and want to not be overweight and want to be healthy and want to eat good, healthy foods. I feel right? like this is an infomercial. It's not, it's not really that controversial. It's not even, it's not political. It's like one thing that affects, you know, us at least three times a day, every person. And it's largely not political. The idea, I mean, they're like, unless you're the first lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lunches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. that kind of stuff. But on on average, right, people want to eat healthier okay, food and be so, better. So, okay? okay, what are you building so, to here, Tom? It it I don't know if it enrages me or if it's a good lesson that we just don't know. Oh, we yeah. just don't know. Like we sent people to the moon, Nate and David. Whoa, <laughs> come on, like Dotus. Now you're making some assumptions. <laughs> we sent people to the moon. Or and, we built a really good looking set. Oh jeez, don't and, and we can't and we can't even we can't even come together and say, yes, we're almost positive that you know, these kinds of diets are healthy. Or the lipid hypothesis is real, or it's not real, or calories in, calories out is real or it's not real like this is one of those things where there is so there's so many studies that are inconclusive there's so many things that are causal and it's I, just like we just don't even know like you know what's very comforting we know that smoking is bad for you it is and that's about it that's it's very cool it. but it is bad other Cocaine, than like cutting probably other than like bad for you other than Meth, cutting heroin, our limbs, probably bad for you. Yeah, yeah, right. That and like cutting off our limbs, we're pretty sure it's bad for you. And everything else, it's like, eh, we don't really know. We don't <laughs> really know. I mean, I that, think we're... that blows my mind. That blows my mind. And I well, think about this. There's scientists. So I have a friend that's a geneticist at in California, and he's like, even as in my own field, like how many things we thought were true about evolution. Um, just aren't true at all. And we're finding out that, you know, these, all these radical theories of mutations and evolution and all this stuff that we thought we knew for years and years and years, you know, after Darwin and people theorizing just it, natural selection is a myth. Everything is stochastic. You know, there are forces on natural selection, but it doesn't mean that anything evolves to, you know, the ultimate, um, kind of organism for this environment or anything like that is like you haven't we're just realizing how much viruses and bacteria and the transfer of genes via infections has 
altered evolution throughout years and yet for decades we just believed it was you know just random mutations so yeah scientists they tell you you know believe science but everything comes with a grain of salt well for so, the diet thing they're making progress though because they're starting to realize that like depending on your genetics like what diets will actually work for you no like, people that's also false. true <laughs> hashtag no. fake news <laughs> fake news nope and i've heard the blood type diet too that's probably false <laughs> well, well they were there's like a whole thing that like people that are like uh from the mediterranean regions or whatever you can can have like high sodium diets because their bodies are used to having like plentiful amounts of salt so it sheds quickly well, whereas like if you me. that's if good you for take me someone and my from Croatian like uh, blood yeah, if you take someone from, like, a region that wasn't, like, exposed to a lot of salt, like, say, like, I don't know, maybe Siberia, I don't know where they don't have a lot of salt. Like, those people, if they are given a lot of salt, develop more problems than, like, a Mediterranean-based person because their body doesn't shed it quickly. And it's, so, like, a like a genetics, like, a evolution-type thing. Cause, wow. wow. Yeah. We have fallen down a rabbit hole. But here's the here's So the what does this mean point? for the Jimmy Butler trade? This is what it means. It means we as a as a as a website as a community, we study the minutia of a highly controlled rule-based exercise with like billions very of data points. Data set. But it's and very billions defined. Every of team data plays points. 80 game, 82 games and it's clean data and it's yeah. so clean and it's so controlled. And you know what? We don't have an effing clue, like, what's going to happen. And preseason predictions, other than after Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, it was like, yes, yes, they are going we, to win. We definitely a have lot. clues. We can definitely pick out trends. But... but how good are they really? Because it's not as good as I feel like modern society feels entitled to answers. Like, we just, Alexa, tell me blah. Like, we feel like they're just our answers to our questions. And, and it's just a matter of finding it. Yeah, and and what is the answer that the data tells us versus? Hey, we can watch a basketball game and say, hey, that LeBron James guy is pretty good, or you know. But how do well, we tell just... who's a player that's really? How do we convince somebody that Rodney Hood is not a good basketball player, or that Jordan Clarkson is not a good basketball player, even though their numbers in a vacuum don't look horrible? It's it's yeah. just it, life is hard and it is so hard <laughs> to figure out what causes things. It's so hard to figure out what percentage of an outcome is caused by what percentage of an input. And I just I just more and more I feel like, man, we do know so much. And like what we're able to accomplish today in some cases is just on the on the on the standing on the shoulders of genius and process and dedication and i mean i think about things like how reliable like cars are or I, cell know, phones it, or the yeah, internet it, or skype just, which we're on you know it, it's it's just amazing and then at the same time super mundane things like hey should i eat rye bread or like sourdough or wait what's gonna what affect the spiking my glycemic it's like ah, no one really knows they just don't know <laughs> And it's like, really? This is an exercise we've been partaking in since the dawn of time, is like eating. 
to sustain ourselves. And we really, yeah, we know some, we know some, we know the easy stuff, right? We know that we need vitamins. So if you don't eat foods, if you eat foods that are totally devoid of vitamins, you won't be doing so well. Like, okay, that's easy. But what we don't, you know, now with all this, all the food we have and how plentiful it is and we're living longer and it's like obesity is such a big problem. It just feels like this, this should be easier than it is. And it's not. And it, it, I think it's less of a rant than a good lesson that, man, so few things are just as certain as we want them to be and as experts tell us they are. Like, oh, blah, 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 science or blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, I mean, good. Use the how best How many science games are the Browns going to win? <laughs> Half of how many you think they're going to win. That is scientific. So if you think eight, <laughs> I'm going four. If you well, think see, 10, I predict them to go, oh. Oh, 14 and two. So you're already you're already gone. <laughs> but I did get one of the ties. <laughs> what did you guys think? I I I thought it was very against the Browns' ethos to cut the punter um, Zane Gonzalez after basically one. Kicker. Yeah, basically one really bad half. Oh, I thought that wasn't that just was... one bad half. Come on. No, he stunk. Hugh Jackson's no millennial. He doesn't care about the process. Like He's all about yeah. results, as we've Plus, seen over kicker. the past couple of years. It's a yeah. kicker. Who I like cares? That. I like that, David. Millennials are about process, and the old guard's about results. Man, you are dropping some, like, <laughs> stitch this on a pillow shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wow, Tom, Tom is turned up tonight. Dude. <laughs> I seriously, man, I got so much pent okay. up rage. Have okay. you been reading so, Phil Jackson books, Tom? Is this oh, what's going God. on here? So, so let's turn it back to the Cavs here a little bit. Are the Cavs going to be any good this year? Wait, we talked all this much about food and obesity, and we're not going to mention Dion Waiters. Hey, oh, I'm hey, getting hey. there. I was, I was going to bring it all full circle. Tom. Oh no, uh, I buried the lead. Yeah, you bring, but so David and Tom and I were talking. Um, you know, uh, what was it you said? The the growing consensus is that Miami has to figure out somebody to take Dion Waiters off their hands if they're going to trade for Jimmy Butler. The problem is, is Dion Waiters uh, looks like he got served by Waiters. Uh, that was terrible. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> that was all right. That was right. that was so dad joke. Anyway, um, he looks like he's about twenty five pounds heavy coming into training camp here. I mean, he has been. Nursing a bum wheel all off season, but uh, yeah, he he's looking rough in the team pictures, and he is due thirty six million over the next three years, uh, with with some performance incentives in there that may move those numbers up a million or two a year. But but um, yeah, it's looking rough, and nobody in the NBA right now wants to take on a three year contract for a mediocre player, no matter what you're making. Um, if it's now, why if it's is that? Because that sounds like a steal. Well, okay. So if you look at the Cavs cap situation, they are projected to have pretty clear cap room after not this season, but after the season after this one. So with all these guys signing, you know, these short-term contracts, you've got Anthony Davis free agency. Uh, I believe up at the year after this one. Um, you've got, you know, Kevin Durant on a series of very short term contracts. Nobody wants 
these dead money contracts like and, and I think it's a knee jerk reaction to these terrible contracts <clears throat> that happen without the cap smoothing like, you know, Timofey Mozgov and Lou Deng and all that kind of stuff. Um George Hill makes nineteen million. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Although that George <laughs> oh, Hill contract oh. is going to be gold. Because <sighs> the, pro- the great thing about the George Hill contract is I believe they can trade it after the season. Um, and then the team that receives him can then release him for a million dollars once the calendar <sighs> flips over. Which is actually kind of nice. Kind of like the opposite of what teams did with uh, cr- what Chris Paul did with the Rockets where he opted in. It, it's going to be like, oh, we can trade him and then dump him. So, but yeah, that Dion Waiters contract, he's not that good, Tom. And is he worth thirty six million over the next three years? Well, he may he's still, be. He's still pretty young, and I mean, he's, he's shown only flashes. Six. Look, Dion can still like when he's healthy, he gets to the rim. He just is not smart enough to slow his game down. No, he's like, been better at times. The problem with Dion is he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last two years. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with the health thing. Um, but I think he's improved his game a bit. So he's a better shooter now, isn't he? Than he used he to be. He still has that weird. Cast. He has that weird thing where he like pulls the ball behind his head and like kind of catapults yeah, still it. A, though he's still a better shooter. Like last year, well, last year he wasn't very good, but it was mostly injuries. But I mean, you look at this. In the last three years, he's played 78 games in six in 2015-2016, then 46 games a year before in 2016-2017, and only 30 games last year. Um, and, Gee, Rapham hates him, by the way. Huh? I mean, uh, Rapham, RPM hates him. Yeah, he's only a 41% shooter from the field and 34% from three for his career and he's never shot um above forty three percent from the field, which is not very good. Uh, I, so, but don't you just want Dion back just because it'll be fun to have him back? I want Dion back. I, I definitely do. He was one of my favorite players. I didn't he even on- he was so he was the weirdest player because I didn't like him as a player for some like which usually yeah. I just, I don't get that into, like, do I find you, like, charming personally? Like, I know a lot of people do. I'm sort of like, do I like your game? I never liked Dion's game, but, man, that guy, just for whatever reason, I loved his attitude. When he wanted to play defense, too, he's a he's a pit bull. Yeah. Well, I also loved Dion and Deli together. Like, that was yeah. my favorite, because, like, Deli always set him up so well. But, yeah. the Wait. Oh, I want Deli back. Probably more do, than Dion. Oh, so do you guys know? Do you guys know what his nickname is? Uh, according to Basketball Reference, <laughs> Dion. Yeah, Dion. What one of his nicknames is? Anyone? I mean, we used to call him Freon, but no. Um, what is it? I, I see them. So is it downhill Dion? <laughs> yeah, downhill Dion. Kobe Wade. His Google me. Google me. me. <laughs> and oh, headache. I remember. I remember a headache. He and talked about. We all about know the best nickname for Dion Waiters, right? It's Saint, oh, Saint well, Weirdo. Yes, yeah, Saint Weirdo. The, yeah, Saint Weirdo. the anagrammer. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. So I would not mind having Dion back, but I mean, clearly the um, <laughs> he Ooh, would have me. to give up something. <laughs> would have to pay somebody to take Dion at this point. 
um, in terms of a draft pick. So, like, if they gave up a draft, would you want a first rounder? The problem is, is the first rounders they have to trade are pretty far out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, they have anything worthwhile. I would yeah. trade a first rounder. Like, they would love to give up. Or you're saying they would give a first rounder if we oh, yeah. the end. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I would, have to. I would do that in a heartbeat. A heartbeat. Yeah. And we'd have to. They'd take a player, I think. Well, yeah. So you give them, um, J.R. Smith. We the Cavs get Dion, and then they get a future first round draft pick. The Cavs do. But no. The problem is. So no, I'm saying Sal- the Cavs would. Sorry. The Cavs would make them give us an actual player. The pro- like, I don't know, like Rodney Magruder or like a guy. That has some upside. Like really, Rodney Magruder? That's the guy. Well, no, not <laughs> not him, but like maybe Justice Winslow or something yeah, would have to be attached for like is, Josh is Richardson. If they're trying to move um, for Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, Justice Winslow's probably going to Minnesota. You know, it's probably Justice Winslow, a first rounder, and you know insert other player here for him. And then it's the problem is, is both those teams have so many bad contracts. Like Dion waiters is a terrible contract. Then you got, um, Gorgie dang is a bad contract, even though I don't dislike Gorgie dang the player that much, but it's a bad contract for Minnesota. And both those contracts are kind of unmovable. And I think nobody wants them. I think the Wolves would probably honestly try to take back the a veteran like James Johnson or a guy like that. Oh, yeah, I Tibbs, think they would take Tib- James Johnson. Yeah, Tibbs isn't in the process of rebuilding, and I think to make the salaries match, they probably would just get yeah. like James Johnson and <sighs> then random throwaway piece or like yeah, Tyler Johnson or Tyler Goron. Johnson, though, makes $19 million this year, which is yeah, insane. Which is, it's absurd. Yeah. So it's like both those teams have so many bad contracts. So what do you think of the idea of the Cavs trading for Jimmy Butler, which there's been supposedly interest expressed? I don't see how the Cavs have the assets for it. But. Well, but Jimmy Jimmy Butler just cares about money. If he's being this adamant about being traded, he'll re, he's got to resign wherever he goes. I don't think that's true. I think he wants to win, but I think all these guys now, um, they're – why is he so unhappy in Minnesota? He, I, I don't understand that because Minnesota would have probably been a four seed if he stayed healthy last year. Or three, yeah, seed. they were they were good. And like we've seen this mistake, like Mello went to the Knicks, gutted the team for the trade, and the team was awful for years. Right, and this would be the same situation. Which so that's why to me I, like makes the Knicks the most likely scenario to trade for Jimmy Butler. I mean, maybe, but I think Butler just wherever Butler gets traded, he resigns because I I think this is like a money thing. Like otherwise, why not just wait till well, the off season to and let a team year. absorb you? He also wants to be the. <laughs> he also wants to increase his Q rating. He wants to be the man on a perennial playoff team. Um. <laughs> You know, the John Knicks, Wall, the Nets. Yeah, uh, the Nets. Actually, the Nets. I, well, he also wants I, to be in a major market. That's the other thing. I, I did say the Nets. I actually think the Nets would be a good place. I think they're kind of plug and play contenders. They just need uh, one dude to lift them up. Really? They a lot of role players. Yeah, they have a lot of role players that just need a star. I think the Nets will be like a six seed this year. Uh, I did. 
don't think that at all. I mean, I like a lot of the guys <clears throat> on the Nets, but the problem is, is they're like I really like Rondé Hollis Jefferson, and I really like um. Oh, who's the other guy? Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie, but they're not good shooters, and that's a they have that. Well, they got Joe Harris. They have the one. <laughs> they have the one four. Joe Harris is a forty percent shooter from oh, three. He's a don't he's knock on smoking Joe. Last year. I'm but, trying to yeah. think. They have a foreign. They have a foreign guy. I can't think of his name. Levert. 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 Yeah. And yeah. They, Karis Levert. He's a forty percent shooter too. I think. Low Russell, but they have a lot of chuckers. Is the problem? They have a lot of guys that. And they don't have a lot of good finishers around the rim. That's the other problem. Like Jared Allen's decent. Yeah, but I mean, he's just a guy that's going to dunk. That that he's not a finisher around the rim. You know, he's not. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's just a dunker. You know, you need these. He's guys. just a dunker. Well, you need these guys that if they don't have a dunk, they've got a go-to move to finish around the rim, or they're going to get to the line. You know what I mean? And make yeah. James Bay at the line. And getting the offensive board and dunking again. Yeah. Or or, you know, Tristan Thompson where he just, you know, throws it up with his baby hands and Actually they got Ed Davis this year. Ed Davis yeah, is Ed extremely Davis. above average. <laughs> well that's the thing. The Brooklyn is a team with a lot of above average players. So uh in the right situation. So, well, I mean, they have a good team. They have a good organization. We'll see how they do. But I mean, if Jimmy, but they don't have the assets. To, like, who does Minnesota want from Brooklyn? I mean, they don't have the assets That's, to trade for him. Well, they probably take the Mari Carroll, and then who else is old? Well, they want Who's, draft picks. The problem is, is Brooklyn traded all their draft picks to Minnesota, Boston. Now they don't want to trade them again. You think Minnesota really wants draft picks, though? I mean, I, this is Tom Thibodeau we're well, talking see, here's about. the whole thing. So the whole rumor that one of the subtexts <clears throat> is that Thibodeau and Glenn Taylor, like teams are very confused because Glenn Taylor says he wants to trade. And then Thibodeau is getting on the phone with these guys and telling the 76ers that he wants, um, you know, their best players, like literally wants who was rookie of the year last year. Ben Simmons. He, he literally wants Ben Simmons for Jimmy Butler. And it's like, okay, they're not going to trade you Ben Simmons for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> you know. But the Knicks will trade Joakim Noah. Well, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> like, the, the whole point is, so now the subtext is that basically Thibodeau is sick of being there. And if Jimmy Butler's gone, he doesn't want to be there anymore. So he's trying to get fired uh, by Glenn Taylor and basically get his contract bought out. Because he is president of basketball operations, and he is also the um, the coach, so it's kind of a screwed up situation. So i I think it's goofy as heck, but and I don't. I think Thibodeau may get relieved of his GM duties or fired before the season, but who knows? So I don't know I also, where he ends up, but I don't I think, think the Thibodeau Cavs have the, the ammo for him. I think I honestly think Jimmy Butler stays put. Like I think Tibbs is stubborn enough that he would try to make it work because that team could be good. I I don't think I don't think Jimmy Butler will. I think he'll sit out. For re- when when's the last time a player actually sat out like that? 
Um, no. I think the only kind of precedent is probably Vince Carter when he just totally kind of quit on Toronto. Like, he was there, but he was not there. Like, kind of faked injuries the whole time. I can't remember how that whole thing went down, but it was weird. That's kind of the last time I can think of it, but... Tom, are you still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. Did you hear what um, Harrison... Who's Remember the linebacker Harrison played for Pittsburgh? James Harrison? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He said that... Um, oh, who's their running back that's holding out? Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he said that Le'Veon Bell should just uh, return to the team and fake an injury every week. <laughs> that would be the smart thing to do. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty pretty clever. I mean, what about a Dallas trading for him? Although they have a lot of <sighs> forwards. So I actually I like Dallas's team, and this is just strictly because of playing NBA 2K, but they're, they got a cool lineup. Yeah. Like, uh, Dirk coming off the bench is a smart idea. And then Luca, I think, will be really good, even though he kind of got fat. Um, <laughs> but you're playing Luca, Harrison Barnes, Dennis Smith, and then Wes Matthews. Those are all four legit dudes that can switch positions. Dennis uh, Smith, not Wes so much. Wes Matthews can't guard like he did before he had the Achilles injury. Yeah, but they have they have DeAndre Jordan now. Like, which <laughs> whatever you think about DeAndre Jordan, like that does do a lot for you because guys aren't going to drive past you as much. Like no, they I, have the, the fear in them. Like yeah, it's a smart I mean, team setup. I think they'll be decent. The last two years, no one. That um, that large guy, Samar, <laughs> Samar, Dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it should be should be interesting. So Tom, where do you think Jimmy Butler ends up, or do you not even care? Clippers. Well, I I don't care, but yeah, I mean, David, you said you think he stays put, but hasn't he? gone like way out of his way to say he has to be traded yeah like he just wants yeah. to be gone at this point he wants to be on yeah. he wants to be in training camp with another team and it feels like that's the trend right i mean the Cavs um capitulated to Kyrie, and uh the spurs of all franchises capitulated to their franchise players so yeah. i don't have any i mean what david what makes you think that this will be different in the Timberwolves will be able to keep Butler. Well, you're saying that Tibbs will, if you think Tibbs wants to get fired, this is the first step. Like, keep Butler, make him super angry, create a bunch of, like, discontent within the team. But at the same time, I don't think, if Tibbs is running the stuff for who he's going to get traded with, there's no one that Tibbs wants. Unless he pulls a total jerk move and he's like, all right, next you can get him, but we get Joakim Noah and then, like, Frank Nicotina and <laughs> your pick this year, uh, which like is not out of the question. That's actually a pretty Tibbs. fair trade. But if I was Tibbs, I'd want Kevin Knox. Yeah, or Kevin Knox. But I that's why I don't think it goes down. I I just don't really think there's anywhere for Jimmy Butler. And if Jimmy Butler is being smart, just wait a year. Like well, I get he wouldn't get that. the money. You wouldn't get the money, but at a certain but here's point, the thing. like so, Jimmy Butler wants to pull the um, Chris Paul. He wants to pull the Kevin Love, where he gets the wink, wink, nod, nod deal of yeah, we're going to resign you when when this year's up. Uh, we're give you, you know, even though we can't legally sign you to a contract or even talk about signing you to a contract after this year, uh, we're going to give you that. Kind of like the Cavs gave Kevin Love, you know. 
So I I totally think that that's what he's fishing for. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't. I think to me it's like New York, Miami, or the Clippers, and after that the pickings get slimmer very quickly. Man, I forgot New York had a basketball team. Until you said that. Well, they have some the, assets. So the Knicks are really intriguing. They have a ton of guys that could turn out all right or like be good. They, I think the Knicks made some smart moves this the past like year or two. Yeah, no, I like their GM and Kevin Knox looked really good in summer league. So, hey, what are the uh, odds for um, what's his face in Utah to win MVP this year? Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. I I think I they're know. pretty low, but actually he'd be a pretty good bet. Yeah, that dude is a stud. Oh yeah. And and he's the total proof of you don't have to have the you don't have to tank to get a great player. Yeah, no, it's well. I mean, said, look Nate. at their two best players, Rudy that Gobert go on, and Donovan Mitchell. So. You can join the pillow stitching club. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You don't have to tank to get a good pick. No, you don't have to tank to get a good player. I mean, it it can certainly help your chances, but... Boy. I'm rooting for guys like that. I'm rooting for Donovan Mitchell. I'm rooting for uh, Giannis. I'm all these young, for Victor all Oladipo. These, all these young guys that seemingly are anti-banana boat, you know, that's the one thing that always bothered me about LeBron. He was always about the fraternity of the NBA instead of... I just want to win, and I don't care if you like me, and I'm not going to be buddies yeah, with everyone. I'm all about my teammates, but outside of that, yeah. So it's like I love these guys that don't like that generally seem like they don't really like other superstars, like when they play them. And I get that sense from Donovan Mitchell, from Giannis. So have you not, been following not that many people. All the shade that LeBron is is catching in uh, L.A. No, for from, what? Like the media, like. They just have the media people asking him these wacky questions every day. And he's already, like, the rumor is he's already asked that specific people not be allowed to interview him anymore. Um, <laughs> because, like, he had the one guy who's like, what do you have to do to prove yourself to the L.A. fan base? And was like, his answer was, well, I signed here for four years. So I don't, I'm not sure much sure what more they want or... <laughs> Or just like just crazy stuff like that, or like what do you have to win over this fan base? Like there's a lot of legit haters out there, and it's kind of the subtext is that he's not having it as as easy in L.A. as he is used to in Miami or in you know. Oh well, just wait if they don't make the playoffs. Oh, oh so my, my dream season is the Cavs make the playoffs and the Lakers don't. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be my or, dream season. If the Lakers make it, the Spurs knock them off. That'd be great. DeBar hits them. Oh, I don't think they're getting out of the first round, no matter what. I mean, yeah, I don't I, see because it. to me, they would have a very difficult time to get better than a six seed. Yeah, and, and the West those, is just yeah. so stacked. I mean, you got Golden State, you got Houston, and then. Oh, gosh. There's yeah. five teams that could be that third seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all good. Utah, I would say, right now to me, is the third Utah, seed. Utah, Denver. Um, Denver didn't even make the playoffs last year. I know. Oklahoma City. Is probably, Oklahoma City. San yeah. Antonio. Yeah, Oklahoma City for sure. San, Sans uh, Mello. Yeah. 
Minnesota, maybe. Yeah. Oh, so I was. So you know Whitney, right? The. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So um, his. So we had a whole Twitter exchange the other day, and he <gasps> dropped a little knowledge on me is that one of the reasons that Jimmy Butler's teammates hate him, um, is that he uh makes some some passes. Uh, some inappropriate advances to all their girlfriends and you know yeah. kind of does the move of sliding into the dms and that kind of thing yeah 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 so uh and <laughs> it's a, not he's a regular uh he's a regular um Derek fisher is what you're saying yeah it's a wiggins and towns or i'm saying I'm, yeah he's a regular uh tony parker oof oof that was rough that yeah, was i rough. thought it was interesting so did you see the spurs hired um what's his name oh God, I'm terrible with names tonight. Matt, uh, no, um, Matt, Matt Barry, the Brent, guy that Brent Tony Barry? Parker had a yeah, Brent Barry hired Brent Barry, but it was only after Tony Parker left. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, God, I'm bad with names. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, he and the whole thing with uh, Gabrielle Union <laughs> and Dwayne Wade. Uh, Wait, on the Instagram. what's the whole thing with them? So he was like saying how hot she looked in her Instagram and all caps and everything. And Dwayne Wade was like tweeting back and it was like, don't be coming into my girlfriend's in- or to my wife's Instagram with all caps or whatever. So was, like, <laughs> was that really, recent? It was this summer. Oh, wow. yeah. And of course they were teammates and you know, things did not go swimmingly when it was he and Rondo so, and, and Wade Jimmy and Butler needs to Jimmy Butler needs uh, to get off going after these players wives and girlfriends he needs to go after their mothers so the froggy <laughs> so the froggy fresh song. i knew it i knew you were gonna oh, the fro- froggy fresh has new tracks out too he's doing uh piano oh, he unretired oh, he, he said he was retiring of- from the rap game at one point no He's doing uh, like adult alternative music now. <laughs> so I have a new favorite rapper, by the way. David, Let's hear have, it. You ever, have you ever heard of Flint Flossy? Uh, people at work have talked about him, but I haven't listened to him. You, Is he good? You, well, you need to watch music. You need to watch Flint Flossy on YouTube. I would recommend Naughty Farmer. <laughs> 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 um. Street. Uh, what else is it? What's the one that's really good? Uh, Street meat. Something about yogurt. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What is? Oh, taste you like yogurt. Yeah. Watch taste you like yogurt, <laughs> and um, watch uh, Naughty Farmer. <laughs> and tell me, Flint Flossy isn't the best rapper around right now? Okay. So. Flint Flossy aside, and I think we've kind of beaten the Jimmy Butler thing to death. I mean, he's going to go somewhere, or he's not. The Cavs could be a part of it in a, you know, taking back a bad contract or some kind of way like that. But I think outside of that, the Cavs probably don't have the juice to get Jimmy Butler. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, the Cavs aren't getting Jimmy Butler. So, so Tom and David, is Jimmy Butler a top 10 player? Ooh. I would say not top 10, but I would definitely say top 20. Oh, if he's not in injured, 10. he might be top 10. Oh, I put him in top 10 when he's not injured. Like, really? if you look at his advance. Oh, his, his RPM is usually is top seven. 
you know, well, you look at advanced okay. stats. All right, all right. Let's look at RPM, and I will pick. I will tell you the people below him in RPM that I think are better than him. Well, there you go. Uh, he is four. Oh no, that's just that's just. You got to look at everybody, not just guards. Yeah, I'm just looking at. Why am I just looking at? <laughs> Hot statistics action on Cavs a podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, he's fourth. Okay, okay. Fourth in the All league right. in RPM. Right. I mean, that's pretty yeah. good. That's well, that's I would, say, I, would say, I would say LeBron is better than him. I'll I'll say that, oh. and that was regular season coasting LeBron. There was a lot of chill yeah. mode last year. I would say Anthony Davis is better than him. Okay, I'll I'll agree with you there. I would say Giannis is better than him. I don't know. I I would pick Jimmy Butler over Giannis at this point. I would say Giannis can't shoot. Kevin Durant is better than him. I I'll agree with you there. Um, Although Kevin Durant never going to be player, never going to be defensive player of the year because the media hates him too much. Durant? <laughs> yeah, did you hear that today? He was like ranting about how he'll never like the media hates no, him too but much, I, so they'd never give him defensive Charles player Barkley of the year. Saying, I saw Charles Barkley saying he whines too much, which is oh true. yeah, no, it was extra yeah. like ridiculously uh, b wordy today. Uh, yeah. Talking about uh, no matter how good he plays on defense, he'll never get the respect he deserves. <laughs> Even though he averaged two blocks a game last year. Yeah, I'll put him. Uh, I'll put him between ten and fifteen, Nate. But I'm not okay. going to put him top ten. Okay, so who's above him? Chris Paul, James no Harden. Whoa, no, Chris Curry. Paul, James. I wouldn't even say James Harden's above him. I'd put Harden above him. What? Oh man, guys! If I had to win a playoff game, I'd much rather have. Dude, Harden is. He, if he won if the MVP. I had... Yeah, but if I had to get to a playoff game, I wouldn't pick Harden over him. If I had to win a playoff game, I'd pick I, I Jimmy Butler over both those guys. I can't believe this is controversial. James Harden is a better player than Jimmy Butler. He just he, is. He's, he's a better, like the best he's a, offensive player in basketball. Yeah, but he sucks uh, at maybe basketball games he, in the playoffs. Yeah. He can't get, like, James what Harden the, maybe. What about Jimmy Butler? What the hell is he want? in the playoffs crickets nothing but <laughs> he could get yeah. a team to the playoffs i don't think james harden if james harden was on the Cavs, like i don't think he could you get the Cavs to the playoffs for jim to and, the playoffs and, okay i'll i'll give you james harden i'll give steph, you james harden steph curry steph okay curry. anthony davis anthony davis steph curry is steph curry is not are you, better are you keeping account dude Come on, Wait, David. How, no. David. Come on. No, I'm not Come giving on, Steph Curry that. Come on, David. Come on, David. Come on, David. Nope. David, no. Steph Curry David. had one of the greatest offensive season, possibly the greatest <laughs> offensive season in NBA David, history. Listen, David, if you want me to take your <laughs> we didn't land on the moon seriously, you're going to have to <laughs> submit to Steph Curry is better than Jimmy Butler. Look, I just won't be able to take you seriously. Steph Curry is a great player, but is he great? Like, he's amazing. But if you don't have Clay Thompson around him, like, that eliminates a decent amount of his skill set. If there was not another shooter like Clay Thompson with Steph Curry, teams would just load up on Curry. Yeah, but you can say that about literally any player in the league other than maybe LeBron is needs good players around them. 
Yeah, and that Jimmy Jim- Butler included. You don't you don't do anything with Jimmy Butler if he's on a trash team. Jimmy Butler can pass. So can and he Steph can shoot Curry. and he can defend. So I, how, I, many yeah, we, Tom, how many we? How many we? Why are you of? making me? Why are you making me defend Steph Curry? I don't even like the guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Russell. you wouldn't give me Chris Paul, which I think he's better. Russell but Westbrook. James. Uh, I, put I don't know if I. Over I don't know. If, I don't. I think I would too. I think I would. He, so would you go have Harden, a running count of what you're up to now. Arden one, Curry two, Anthony Davis three, uh, LeBron James four, Giannis five, Draymond six, and I hate Draymond. Draymond above so that's, I no, Dr- no yeah. Draymond is a he's Kevin an accent piece. Kevin Durant seven. Um, I don't know. Towns eight. Oh, what? No. Way. no. Oh, Town, okay. Towns. Okay. So John weak. Wall eight, right? No way. <laughs> I just Wall's triggered like you. I just pounds right now. You're trying to get to the end of this podcast. Um, John Wall looks so fat. Really? It's it's yeah. great, but I yeah, saw he's very him fat right now. I saw him in the WNBA sideline game in the WNBA championship, and I was like, Kawhi oh. Leonard. Huh? Kawhi Leonard. Oh, he's better. Come on, you got to prove better. it first. He hasn't played in two years. Anyway, <laughs> and Clay Thompson is nah, I wouldn't close. Put Clay above Jimmy. Butler. No, Clay Clay can't take more than two dribbles. So, but Clay's I great. See, I see your yeah, maybe around eleven or twelve. Yeah, I, I, that's I'll concede eleven or twelve. I mean, depends. Situations matter, I guess. Yeah, but anywhere between seven and fifteen. I'll say he's somewhere in that range, which is still very good. Westbrook's got more. I mean, he's got a higher ceiling, but I feel like Butler's defense is better than Westbrook's. Well, yeah. The other thing about Westbrook is he takes so many dumb shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Butler's a little bit more judicious. Yeah. I wish he'd be less judicious and go for these players' moms. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is your father. LeBron James, you is a Talking baller. About that man, Jim. Talking about that man, Jimmy Butler. What's up, whipping on the calves? They some what is it called? Hucksters. I ain't gonna lie, LeBron, use a baller. Jimmy Jimmy Butler is your father. Now see, look, now that's perfect. You know what Froggy Fresh did after the Cavs uh put the <laughs> Bulls to bed? He retired. And I wish John Wall would take a lesson out of Froggy Fresh's playbook. And at the very least, you don't have to retire. Just stop with this, you know, every single year, every time <laughs> I got to listen to John Wall. He's talking about, you know, how scary they are. They're not scary. <laughs> no one is scared of you, John Wall. No one. No one is scared of the Wizards. <laughs> so um, did you hear Tristan today talking about yeah, how and if Tristan does this every year I'm going to rant about him too because it's well he stupid. said they're the four time defending champions you know nobody's knocked them off uh, the east yet yeah <laughs> so right. Markeith Morris was it Markeith or which one plays for Boston uh, Marcus does so Marcus uh, said something about like ain't nobody going through Cleveland this year and uh, <laughs> EG tweeted it at Marcus <laughs> Morris he said I forgot which Twin, you were. Oh yeah, the dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which I thought was like the greatest EG tweet ever. 
I didn't see that one. I'm gonna hop it was on pretty like good. It. it was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, the Marcus brothers are insufferable. Yeah, they they just both seem like just absolute. I loved just LeBron owning Marcus Morris in the playoffs at the end of you know in Game Six and Seven last year. Even though I'm 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 pretty torn on LeBron. I got a column coming about how I'm I'm probably oh. rooting against LeBron. I'm rooting against yeah, LeBron. I I almost like I'm so torn like the the Warriors or the Lakers on who was my least favorite team. Oh like, I almost I, I it's still the Warriors for me. Yeah. But I almost feel like just this fake LA hype is just driving me insane. Like, yeah, uh, it's, oh. it's just driving me nuts. I'm more anti LeBron, I think, than anti Warriors now. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Cause, like, pol- like the political statement LeBron made by not signing for four years or anything with the Cavs so they could build around him. Sure, I agree with it. I get it, but come on, you're like a hometown person. Like, just sign for four years with the Cavs. Let them build something special. Like, and this was just an easy cop-out for LeBron to get to go to Hollywood and do Hollywood stuff. Because he's going to approach, this year's a free pass. Like, look, I bet LeBron takes 20 games off to do some health thing. Like, he gets a knee surgically operated on or some shot. Like, he's going to coast, definitely. And he has an excuse to. The problem is they don't have the margin of error for him to coast. He he's going like those as long as they get the AC, that's all they care about. I don't. And it'll. I don't think they have the margin of error for that because you look at the number of games between the third seed and the eighth seed last year. It was yeah, like, it was like three one. games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good so point. I I don't think he has that margin of error out in the West. I mean, especially because. I mean, Memphis is going to be better theoretically. Dallas will definitely be better. So I don't know. I mean, any other Cavs storylines we want to embrace here? Um, well, I'm going to watch the scrimmage on uh, Sunday. Nice. Nice. Oh, you're actually going to the game? Yeah. yeah uh, I think it's just a scrimmage, but yeah, it's the one yeah. scrimmage. Yep. Yeah. That'll be cool, though. Yeah. yeah they I'm should. It'll it. probably be. Excuse me, online. You'll probably be able to watch it on Cavs.com. You know, yeah, I'm hoping I can actually Tom get... Tom will not have enough. press credentials. No, but I'm hoping maybe I could get... But maybe you'll run into Joe Varden. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't even know what Joe Varden looks like, to be honest. Um, I'm trying to think of who he looks like. Like, he 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 kind of looks like a cartoon character. I gotta, <laughs> really? I gotta stop. <laughs> I'm just gonna get in trouble. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna make sure we never get press credentials. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna give it to us anyway. Yeah. What were you saying, David? Uh, he, uh nothing. No, I'm not gonna say anything. Like he wore a gray sweatshirt to Cavs Media Day and jeans. I'm like, that is is that really the look you wanna project? I don't know. That's Maybe it is. <laughs> I, I he looks so Oh, he looks old, kind of. But I think he's pretty young. Well, living on the road will age you. 
You know, they, they did cover LeBron for the last three years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, what a circus. Yeah. So, um, other things. So, you know, cropping up uh, the other day, uh, Rodney Hood, Ty Lue thinks he's going to be the second best scorer. Yeah, I saw I'm that. A little, I'm a little, like, I'm a little worried that we're going to get too much Rodney Hood. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, let's commit to a guy that's going to be with the team long term rather than a guy on a one-year deal. You know, the, the Cavs control Chetty Osmond's rights for the next, you know, five, six years. So you're worried we're going to be dealing with, like, another Jarrett Jack situation from years back? Yeah. Well, oh, God. Like, why, are, why are we dealing with... Yeah, exactly. A guy whose forte is mid-range pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'd be... Yeah. I'd, thrilled if Rodney Hood showed us a forte, to be honest, because <laughs> last year, he showed us nothing. Yeah. I would say Kyle Korver has a better chance at averaging more points than him. Yeah, Korver's well, interesting. I'd love him to stick around, but you gotta figure some contender's gonna want him. Yeah, well, the other thing is, yeah, he's a great, he's <clears> on a great contract because I think he only makes $6 million and then next year, only $3 million of that's guaranteed. I think um, Corver is the type of dude that would want to stay. Oh, I, I think oh, he would. He I think, yeah. But I also think he would not mind going to play for a ring somewhere. Like, yeah. Like if and, you, and if you're the Cavs, can you really afford to not, you know, convert him into a young piece or a draft pick? Because, yeah, I mean, absolutely. what is 37, 38? I mean, he's yeah, exactly. not young. He's not going to – basketball players just don't play in, in their 40s. So his, yeah. his time with the Cavs is coming to an end one way or the other. Yeah, like I totally feel like he would be absolutely perfect for Philly. Oh yeah, he would. Like trying to get shooting so bad. Get oh, Rodney Covington or Robert Covington for him. Oh, I love Robert Covington, but they're not going to give us Robert Covington for him. Us, <sighs> the Cavs. I mean, Milwaukee, I think would be perfect because Milwaukee also desperately needs shooters. You know, and now they kind yeah, of have a glut of guards and, you know, bring Delhi home. Yep. <laughs> We're not getting Delhi back, I don't think. I would love. Maybe next year. Is his contract up next year? Or, I think he's got two more years. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that the Cavs signed him on Shumper for $40 million. Like, I still can't believe that. Uh, I mean, you, you kind of can if you go back to. Well, yeah, if you look at the fact that Tyler Johnson's making 19. Well, I'm just, I mean, he was, he was young and the Cavs went pretty far in 2015 with like a hobbled Iman Shumpert. You know, there, he was one of the few guys. And there was the Delhi game that played through, um, yeah. Delhi was better than him. Yeah, he was, but uh, also. Delhi's averaging 4.3 and 3.8 assists. Yeah, yeah he did not have a good season. Injury, yeah. uh, and he's had some injuries. He's too. had injuries, and uh, he did not shoot well last year. But yeah, I still love watching him play. Anyway, yeah, um, I'm sure we're it was cool. He hit that one buzzer beater in the playoff game. That oh was really yeah, cool. the one where he stole really the cool rolling in. Yeah, from, yeah, he's uh, kind of what's his name? Up there. Backup point guard for the Celtics. Uh, guy from he, Cleveland. Oh yeah, Bledsoe. he's Terry Rozier. 
Rozier. Yes. God, I'm bad with names. <laughs> yeah. Rozier. Rozier impressed me last year. Um. He, yeah. Although he kind of laid an egg against the Cavs. Uh, at times, he wasn't I mean, very good in that series. He that. was a wasn't he a rookie? Yeah. Like he showed. No, it was like his sophomore. Sophomore. Year. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that team. So, so I was arguing with Mallory a little bit the other day. Where do you think is Kyrie going to stay with the Celtics? Mm. I think they like to rip off Bill Simmons. I think they hope he leaves, but he will probably stay. Oh, I think, I think Kyrie will go wherever the money is. Like to me, he is praying he gets through this year healthy because that to me, that knee is a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And whoever's going to give him the money, like I could totally see Dolan just giving him a bunch of money and then his knee falling apart, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I don't think it's going to be the Celtics. I think Danny Ainge is, is a little gun shy when it comes to the injuries. So, but who knows? Celtics are in a really weird spot though, money wise too. Cause they have all these young dudes that are going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not, it's not a sustainable franchise right now. Oh, it is. I mean, you can deal with that. If you get, if you control those guys' rights, you can deal with all that. Yeah. If you got an owner willing to pay, you can. Yeah, you can. And plus, it's not like, I mean, the thing that would really hobble them is if that Hayward were just unplayable and they couldn't move him. But yeah. they can still trade him. I mean, there's nobody on that team that's untradeable. Right. Yeah. At this point. So. So, other things about the Cavs. So, my other fear is that, you know, this playoff edict hampers development and we see, you know, Tyloo making bad um, substitution decisions and, you know, not playing guys like Chetty Osman and not playing guys like uh, Colin Sexton. And we see a lot of George Hill and a lot of... Kristen Thompson over, you know, Larry Nance and all that kind of thing. You know, the old Nance. Uh, yeah, but I still think that's fine because but, basically if you're good enough, you're going to play. Right? Oh, I Larry, don't know if that's no. true. I, no, I think it's I've true. I've never LeBron's had that confidence in Ty Lue. Yeah, but it's different with LeBron. And some of these guys, I mean, just weren't better. So Look, the Cavs need to play Jetty, like Larry Nance, Ante Zizic, and Sexton. Like yeah. thirty minutes a game at least, and and then Ke- Kevin Love like thirty five. But these the young dudes need to get the majority of the minutes. Tristan Thompson, like try to trade him, but he's a lost cause. <laughs> like that. Well, the NBA passed him up. If he could have developed a three point shot, like that was mildly workable. Like Draymond. Well, okay, let's sure. say let's say a twelve foot shot. <laughs> yeah, but like let's say a Tristan Thompson's Tristan Thompson's like the next. Uh, What's his name? Quincy AC. Is that the guy? Like that's yeah. what that's that's what his destiny is to just be some weird big guy that gets a lot of offensive boards. Like cool, but oh, he's no. not helping a team win anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe he'll get his athleticism back, but I was a little scared when Ben Worth um, said he looked pretty darn pedestrian for Team Canada. I was like, oof! If you're not looking good in that <gasps> setting, that's not good. Yeah. You know? 
Because you you know you're playing against guys that aren't even in the NBA. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. Yeah, I I have no idea what this season's going to bring. I mean, I really kind of rail against these people who want the Cavs to just go in total tank mode. And my whole thing is, well, if the Cavs make the playoffs, it means that a Chetty Osmond's probably pretty good, and b either George Hill or, you know, some random vet had a really good year or Colin Sexton is really good. And if Colin Sexton and, you know, Chetty Osman are really good along with Kevin Love and they make the playoffs because of that, how is that not a win? You know, how is rooting for next year, you know, don't you want those guys to be good? Rather than yeah. the next guy you could draft, or do you just want those guys to be mediocre and then the savior is coming? I'd rather the savior be here now. So, yeah, that's my take. That's oh, my I two get... cents. I mean, to force them to draft smarter, like the Cavs don't need a high draft pick. Like if we could get a good grinder at like eleven or twelve. Well, the problem is, is if they don't finish in. Oh, they don't even get the pick. Yeah, yeah. If they don't finish in the bottom ten, they don't get the pick. But the, I don't other, know. the other side of that is, well, if they do get a pick, then they got to stink next year to keep next year's pick. So, because it, I'd almost, over. yeah, I'd almost rather they just like they just need to play how they're gonna play. They make the playoffs awesome. Like they don't yeah. have a pick. That's whatever. They honestly will probably end up with a pick, but through some trade this year, it won't be a great one. But yeah, well, I think they have the ability to take on salary or to trade one of those expiring type deals for a team that's looking to cut salary going into next year. Yeah. So Corver or Hill could like net a late first rounder or even J.R. Smith. Yeah. Because of that, because he's only due 3 million out of 13 next year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. JR is kind of terrifying too, to have on this team around young guys. <laughs> JR who's, it- Lost 20 pounds, supposedly. Yeah. Kind of losing it, though, already this year. Yeah. Like, releasing children's books. So this podcast getting a little long in the tooth. Tom Tom just uh, IM'd me that he's got to go. So, Tom, any parting shots? No. I kind of feel like we got Tom's rant, story time with Tom at the beginning. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, uh... So Tom's going to sign off. David, what about you? Anything you want to pitch? Anything? Uh... Uh, that the oral history of basketball is really good. The um, Ray Farfalmule and I think Jackie McMullen. I'm probably butchering it, but okay. that one's really good. The race relations stuff in the book is crazy. Like a lot of like early NBA stuff I never realized. Oh, about race relations, nice. Yeah, and like basketball stuff like across the country and like just random coaches and stuff. And then I never realized the Kentucky program, like, uh, I think their coach was Adolph Rupp. That dude was a total turd. <laughs> Didn't know that at all. Um, the new Young Dolph album is really good. And, yeah, that's about it. So I'm going to pitch a band called Dream Wife. Um, they're actually playing at the Beachland Friday night. So it'll be tonight uh, when uh, this drops. They're kind of a, a femme punk pop band. <laughs> Um, all girls, uh, trio, um, they've, they've got some, uh, really good ta- songs. Um, so check them out. And then, uh, 
I I would pitch a beer, but I'm actually brewing my own beer. I'm bottling tomorrow, so I will nice. not. Oh, that's anymore. exciting! Yeah, so uh, I got a couple brews. I'm gonna right now. I'm doing an Alpha King clone, which is a, a Three Floyds beer, and then doing a Brown Ale um, after that, and then I'm gonna do a holiday beer. So are you uh, growing hops cool. this year? I'm not, but I want to get in touch with Nomad, uh, who. Has been pitching his hops farm on the uh, on the comment oh, section, so uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta no see man. if he can hook me up with some hops. Yeah, so. it takes a couple of years before you can really use them, but that'd be yeah. that's an awesome yeah. thing. When I was in uh, Michigan, not this summer, but the previous, we found wild hops, and and I really wanted to go harvest some, but I I didn't know what I was doing, and I they were on in a park, but I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to serve time for for picking wild hops, <laughs> so. In in a random American prison, yeah, exactly. Plus, I didn't know if what the glycemic index was. There on, you on go. The That's the real reason. <laughs> the real reason. Because according to Tom, we just don't know. We just don't. Know. <laughs> and and that's kind of how the calves are going to be this year. We just don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm excited to actually watch him play. So and I'm excited to watch who the Browns playing this weekend. The Raiders, yeah. Raiders. So uh, who are terrible? Yep. So yeah. they should. They, have a, they got a good I, chance. I am so enjoying the uh, the fall of Chucky. So <laughs> the what? Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Chucky, their coach. Oh, man. oh Gruden. Or no. Yeah, Gruden. Yeah, John, John Gruden, Gruden uh, who is zero and two and just looking completely out of his depth. So yeah. Because things change very quickly in the NBA, in the NFL, so yeah. so uh, we'll see what the season brings. Um, and as always, go Cavs! Go, go Cavs! Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.